Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hello, hello, my sales superstars. I am so, every week I'm so excited to invite these amazing speakers in here. And this week is no different. I am even more pumped for this one because we've never had this topic covered in here before. And I know what a big deal it is to so many of you because we're all always wondering, gosh, that'd be so cool to be on TV. That'd be so cool to get media exposure. How do I do that? Well, the benefit for all of you is I'm always thinking about all of you, no matter where I am, no matter who I'm networking with, who I'm talking to, I've got my sales superstars group in mind. And when I met this woman, it was absolutely 100% right away. I want to know more about her. I want to connect with her and I want to bring her into my group so that they can find out more about her too and learn from her. And I am so happy and so excited to introduce Stephanie Mansour to you. And Steph, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be with your women and just to be around you too. I love your energy and enthusiasm. So I'm pumped. (laughs) Thank you. I am so pumped to have you here. And so just a little background on Stephanie and I and how we met. We just recently met about a month ago. And we were on a committee together, like a top secret committee for one of our mentors, Gina DeVee. And many of you in here know her because she was in here a couple of weeks speaking to us. And I had the privilege, Stephanie and I had the privilege of being on this committee with her. And that was the first time I had ever met you, Steph. And I was so drawn to your energy and enthusiasm for everything that we were doing together. And uh, I'm just so thrilled that you agreed to come in here and talk to us tonight. So Steph, thank you again for being here. And I'm going to let you tell us all about your journey and how you became a health coach and uh, tell us all about you. Okay, great. Well, thank you. But just to start off, you know, I always knew that I wanted to do something to help women feel healthier, feel happier, and to just have a better lifestyle. And I went to the University of Michigan for college about 15 years ago, and I studied women's studies and psychology and communications. And it was all about how women are portrayed in the media. And You're told to eat this, not that. You're told to do this diet so that you get skinny and so that you lose weight and so you get the promotion and you get the guy and buy this product and you'll feel great. And I just, I really despised all those messages um, towards women. And I was committed to creating a more positive message for women. And I wanted to do it on a big scale. So I actually started working. I did an internship. I worked at PBS in New York. I was doing um, some marketing stuff for them. Then I moved to Lifetime TV in New York, that, and there I was doing um, PR and publicity. And then I got a job at Dr. Phil in Los Angeles, and I was booking guests for his show and writing all the notes about them, and then you know sending the notes to Dr. Phil, and Dr. Phil would help the guests. But you know I was like, gosh, this is all great, but how do I help these people? How do I impact people on TV? I don't just want to be behind the scenes. I actually want to be the one like doing the coaching and and helping people and making a difference. So I quit that job. It was a highly coveted, you know, Hollywood job. I quit it. And I started working this desk job that I hated. 
And around that time is when I really started like doing my own health transformation. I was an insomniac. I had chronic back pain. I um, was on sleeping medication, migraine pills. Like I was on everything. I was drinking tons of cans of Coke and, you know, eating cereal all day um, and pasta at night. And it was just, I was a disaster with my own health. So I started changing my life around. And in all of that, I, I really fell in love with yoga. So while I was working this desk job that I hated, I paid for my yoga certification. And um, this was in 2008, right when the recession was happening. So I actually got laid off 12 years ago <laughs> next month from this desk job that I hated. And that day I was like, you know what? I'm going to start stepping up with Steph. And like, it had been something I'd been toying around for a few months and I had done a couple of YouTube videos on my flip cam. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get my personal training certification, Pilates and let's life coaching. Let me throw in something with the mindset, you know? So I was teaching classes for $13 an hour at LA fitness, as many classes as I could, because I was paying $1,500 rent in LA in rent and unemployment. And I had to like, keep up. I was also putting flyers in the grocery stores and in Starbucks, like red or I'm sorry, pink flyers for women, blue flyers for men, please hire me as your trainer, hire me as your yoga instructor. I'll come to your house. So I would drive an hour for a 30 minute session and then drive back an hour. And I mean, it was just, I, I printed business cards on my computer. Cause I didn't know you could order business cards. Um, my first eight websites were within a year and I made them all on my own. So anyways, needless to say, it was, it was like very rags to riches, if you can call it even that, <laughs> but it was like, I, I needed to pay my rent essentially is, is what I had to, had to figure out how to do. So that's how my business started. Any questions about that? Were you training these people or also health coaching them? I was well? training. I was only training them. I couldn't find, I had one woman hire me to health coach her, but she wanted it for public speaking. So I, I just like was kind of a fish out of water with this. I, I didn't really know what I was doing it. I didn't have my niche developed. I, I just wanted to work with anyone who would pay me to do anything <laughs> in, in the health and wellness um, field. Yeah. So that's a great question. Yeah. Well, it was because when you said $13 an hour, I was, and, and then the driving, cause I know I used to be a high school math tutor or high school math teacher, but I also tutored on the side. And that was the part, especially in LA that killed me is like, even if I was making a good hourly rate, yeah, it was actually split into three hours because by the time I drove there, fulfilled the, you know, the, what I was providing and then drove back, it was like, oh my gosh, that just took me three hours instead of, you know, what it should have been. So I feel I, your pain on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And the LA traffic is the worst. And then it's like, if you have someone cancel when you're in their driveway, it's like, oh my God, do I charge them or do I not? I don't want to lose them. You know? So yep. it was just like, really, it was like a lot of hustle, you know, scarcity mindset that I had. Um, sure. but you know, I, I had to do what I had to do to, to get things off the ground. So I had this brilliant idea of, of moving to Chicago because I thought, oh, I might as well, you know, be a bigger fish in a smaller sea in Chicago versus LA. Maybe I can get in, in the TV world there. You know, I'm sure more clients will exist in Chicago than in Los Angeles. Everyone's healthy and fit out there. This is what I thought. So, and all, all of my college friends actually lived in Chicago. So I moved in, I lived on one of my friend's couches as I found Gina Devi, our, our mentor that we both have. Yeah. And I had $1,500 in my bank account and I paid a grand for her self-study course on how to get more clients. 
after I did that, I got mono. I was like down and out. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. All my coaching was in person. My, my training was in person. So anyways, I finally did um, one thing that had worked for me in Los Angeles was I connected with a high rise building and had them allow me to teach health and fitness classes for free for their residents. And in exchange, they would market me to their residents. So I had that idea to do that in Chicago. I did that. And that's how I got back on my feet. After a few years of doing that, I was trying to weave in the health coaching, but everyone just wanted that like physical aspect, the yoga, the Pilates or the personal training. So finally, it wasn't until I put a package on my website. It was my diamond program for $3,900, three months in-person workouts, phone coaching, you know, health coaching, uh, kitchen makeover that I finally started getting people to like sign up for the whole kit and caboodle. And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm only working with people that want the lifestyle side, the health side of it too, not just the physical workouts. So I did that for a few years and and like, that's how I built my business. Mm -hmm. Then this third phase of this and the current phase that I'm in now is I don't do any in-person workouts with anyone. I haven't for five years and it's all health, food, fitness, and lifestyle coaching over the phone or FaceTime. I love that. I finally moved out of it, but it took me a long time. So, you know, I have a question real quick, and I would love for you to speak to this because I actually was just talking to a client about this this morning because she said, um, she's very similar. She's a personal trainer and a health coach. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I'm getting a lot of people that just want the workouts. And I said, well, what do you want to do? And she goes, well, I just know that the health coaching is a big part of it. Like they, it's the whole person. And I said, right. So what do you want to do? And she goes, well, I don't want to exclude them. Like if they still want my help, if they want to work with, and I said, what do you want to do? Yeah. Because I think it's so like in what you said, you know, in your journey is you were doing both, but when you finally put that diamond package up there for $3,900, it sounded like everything shifted for you. Yeah maybe in your mindset and in your understanding that it was possible that you could do, you could provide what, because what I told her, I said, you're the leader. This is your business. You get to choose what's best for people based on what you know. And if you know that just the workout piece isn't what's best for them, then you need to offer the package that you know is truly going to deliver the results they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of where your mentality was before this you got there? Why you're the coach. This is why you're the health coach's coach. <laughs> yes, that is that's that's exactly it. And I mean, it, it really was like me stepping into it on my own. Like, yeah, I put it up on the website, but I had to believe in it like wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And and after a few years of that, when I started really focusing on the health coaching side of it and not the physical aspect of it, that's when I, I just felt like it it was what other people wanted from me. They didn't just want a trainer, you know, and I would say, you can go hire a yoga instructor. You can go hire a trainer. Like that's not what this is. Well, why are you so much more expensive than this girl coming to give me workouts? Well, we do totally different things. You could have us both, but I'm not going to give you what she gives you. And she's not going to give you what I give you. So sort of like opposing yourself is a way in the marketplace. It makes you stand out. It's like your your answer to that was perfect because you created a unique scenario that only you were offering and you had a perfect response to her when she's like, why is this other girl charging me less for coming and giving me work? Well, you can go hire her. Yeah. Why are we we having a conversation if you're so worked up about what you want her rates? You know, it's like, 
you set yourself aside in a way that nobody else was offering that. And I think that's how we make ourselves stand out. Yeah. And I will say, you know, my dad used to call it the golden handcuffs because I would be like, I'm not doing any more training. I can't stand the training. I just want to do the coaching. He was, he would be like golden handcuffs, Steph, golden handcuffs. Cause I came from scraping by and then, you know, I, I bought a pair of designer sunglasses and I thought I was living the high life. And I was like, I can't give up these training clients, but you know, I can, and I can do better, you know, yeah. not focusing on them. By the um, way, that was my first, one of my first big purchases, actually my very first big purchase when I finally got into sales, got my corporate job and got myself out of debt was my health coaching certification program. Uh-huh. My next one was a pair of designer sunglasses. Yes. So I love that that's a part of yours. I, I thought I was like, I am big time now. I, I have my fancy sunglasses. <laughs> I, keep them, I still keep them on my dresser as a reminder, even though it's like dark in Chicago at 4 p.m. and I don't even wear them You don't need them anymore? Yeah, yeah. but you know something to that effect is like people want what they know so I still say on the website you know like personal training routines yoga routines pilates exercises and that kind of goes into our topic for tonight as well is giving producers giving editors giving the, the media outlets what they know and then including your own shtick and and for me and I'm sure for many of the coaches, it's more about like the mindset. It's about how you're thinking. It's about what you're feeling. It's, it's not necessarily one size fits all or one exercise or one food, but that's something that I'll get into. I've got my five tips written out, <laughs> but you know, it, it really is important to just find your niche. And I used to think like, oh my God, I can work with anyone at the grocery store, but really like, no, I was going nuts doing that. Can you say why? that doesn't work because if you're if you're there for the masses you're not a specialist they don't know how to refer you to anyone else and you can never make a name for yourself so if you're you know vanilla ice cream like everyone knows what vanilla ice cream is but are you recommending the vanilla ice cream or are you recommending like the the rocky road with cherry swirls so i i really and all my clients that come to me now like they're they're high-end executive, successful women that are, you know, top dogs in their career. And they're willing to pay top dollar for programs because they know or they believe that they deserve the best. So those are the types of people that I want to be surrounded around because for me, this is not just like a job, a job. You know, like if I'm going to be working with clients, I want them to be top tier, get them to their goals, have them feel invested and committed, not just like I'm another, you know, schmuck. Right. It's like double blessing. Like Gina would talk about like why, like your clients benefit from you being the expert and the leader in their lives in that area where they've hired you from, but you want to be energetically around people who lift you up as well. Yes. Yes. I love that. Great point. So thank you. Thank you for explaining because I know that that's where a lot of people go. And, And I know, you know, this because you've been a health coach for a long time. And for as long as I've worked with health coaches and as long as I've been one, I've been around so many who are like, I just want to help everybody. Right. I think I say it a lot to them, but hearing it from somebody else who is a super successful health coach, I wanted them to hear it straight from you as well. Yeah. And you know, I think that's a good point too, Nicole, because like you want to help everyone, but in your one-on-one interactions, you got to have that niche and then that will afford you to be able to gain that credibility or, or gain that um, notoriety to then 
get the exposure media wise and be able to help literally everyone. So that's, that's kind of how I always looked at it. And, and I think it's because I had always wanted to do something television wise. I, I thought, you know, I want my bread and butter, my, my private clients to be those like high functioning. Those are my one-on-one people. I'm, I'm dedicating my time to them. They're dedicating their time to me. I want this to be like a high level thing and, and specific. And I want to have my own formula, but be able to cater it to each individual right. um, versus the media stuff, like the articles, the TV show, the TV appearances, that is very generalized. Mm-hmm. That makes so. sense. Your intimate one-on-one coaching should be customized and, mm-hmm. you know, really direct to them. But when you're yeah. writing articles and sitting on the Today Show doing your thing, which I can't right. wait to hear about. That is probably more to the general audience, but you've earned the right to be able to get there, to make those general recommendations because you became known for something specific. Right. Exactly. Right. You have to become known for something first. And like you said, your high-end clients, they all want to know. They all want that. I've got somebody for you. Right. You're looking. I've got. And so once you become known for that, they do start to like, this goes back to what you and I were talking about earlier when I was a math tutor. I was tutoring the Schwarzeneggers because through starting to tutor people, Uh they were like, oh, you need my math tutor. Your kids need to. And so I started to get passed around in the right circles. And next thing I'm sitting in Arnold Schwarzenegger's gym, tutoring his kids. That is so exciting. I became known for that thing that, you know, that I I was the math tutor that people wanted to hire. So becoming known for one thing is your superpower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So what do we need to know to get on TV? Okay. All right. So. I wrote down five, five tips. These are very specific tips because I don't like when I go to something and I have a speaker and they're like telling me, you know, find your niche or be authentic or, you know, have confidence. So these are not those tips. These are like practical implement these tomorrow tips to to get on TV or to get quoted in articles or to be a journalist. If you want that's basically what I am now. i um, contribute to so many different outlets and have my own show on PBS. So it's, you know, health co- coach slash journalist. Yeah. So, so the first tip is to be consistent. And this is um, Nicole's favorite story about me so far. <laughs> you know, there's so many more I'm going to love, but this is one of my favorites for sure. Um, so I like people in media get tons of emails. They get news alerts, they get emails from their station or from their, you know, magazine or whatever they get emails from people like us trying to pitch them ideas. And when I worked with Dr. Phil, I would get thousands of emails a day. I would respond to maybe 10 because those were the ones that I was working on. Um, but I would still get them. So, so I knew how this worked going in. So you just have to assume that everyone's getting a bunch of stuff. So be consistent. I created my pitches, which I'll explain how to do that. But I would, I would create pitches. There were basically topics of things that I could talk about as a health coach and go on TV and talk about them. Um, and I would send them out every single week. I came up with 10 ideas and I would send it out to all of the producers on my list. How did I get the list? I would watch the television. I would hit pause. I would write down their first and last name of producer, executive producer, supervising producer. I would go online, figure out the email configuration, and then I would start emailing them cold. I would go on LinkedIn. I would Google. I would ask people, I would do anything I could to come up with my list of producers. And every week I would add to it. So 
Be consistent. Tip number one. So can I just can I just say I absolutely love that story even more because you said exactly how you're like how did I get the list? Well, I watched the damn show and I paused it at the end when it showed the 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 credits of who was the like that to me. I feel like you're just speaking my language because so much of my success in sales that's exact. It was just you just figured it out. Yes. Nobody yeah. hands it to you on a silver platter. And I, I think that's the expectation of like, oh, it must have happened for her because she probably knew somebody who was a producer. Right, right. Well, and I know also from my time a few months at Lifetime TV and their publicity department that they paid, you know, I don't know how much it was, maybe 10 grand a year, or maybe 10 grand a month. I don't even know for for these access to all of the journalists' contact information. Mm-hmm. So I think one of them is called Cision. So, you know, if you have an unlimited budget or if you hire a PR firm, this is what they do. So right. you can do that. And that that's what I did because I, I didn't even think that a person could pay that for a database. I thought that was only like for companies, but you can buy it if you want. So I would email these producers every single week. I, I thought Wednesday was a good day because it was the middle of the week. Maybe people would be bored and find myself interesting. So I would email Wednesdays at I think around like 11, I thought was a good time. And every week. So I emailed producers. And of course, you know, I started getting on in, in South Bend, Indiana, a station in Michigan. I think it was like 79th Market. I got on in Florida. My parents are from Florida, 75th market down Fort Myers, Florida. Eventually I got on in Chicago and then I was, you know, pitching the Today Show and other national outlets. And so I, every week for three years, and then finally a producer from the Today Show responds. I had seven of them on my list at that time and said, hey, Stephanie, I've been getting your pitches for a few years. I really like your ideas. This was a, this was a Wednesday. We have an opening on Monday. We would love to do this segment. Are you available? And I was like, oh my God. Just like that. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I had to get myself out there. I wasn't like a celebrity that they flew out and put me up and everything. You were in Chicago, right? I was in Chicago. Yeah. Uh So that was like four or five years ago, my first time on the Today Show. And like, since then, they they have flown me out and put me in a hotel. But, you know, I was like literally a nobody to all of them. That was like my trial, you know. You're like, just show up on Monday and we'll have your spot reserved. Yeah. I love that. Well, quick question. I want to just point out something else that you did that was so amazing and so, so strategic. And you said it a couple of minutes ago, you created basically a cookie cutter opportunity for them to say yes to. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about, Hey, I want to be on your show. What could I do for you? It's like, Hey, I've got this idea. Like you positioned yourself as the expert. Yeah. You are the health coach. You are the person who's saying, Hey, here's what your people need to hear. And here's what I have customized, perfect set to go. And all they had to do was say yes. Yeah. And that's so genius of you because you're just making it really simple for them to say yes, especially if they need somebody last minute on right. a Wednesday and they realize right. they need by Monday, it's already ready to go. Right. Right. They think, and I, I honestly, you know, I say this in like the most positive way. I feel like in the beginning, the more desperate you seem like, emailing every week with no response, the better it is because they're like, Oh, this, this girl will come on whenever, whenever we tell her, you know, do you say jump and she will. So I don't think that's a bad thing, especially in media. And I know my days working at Dr. Phil for one season, I would get the guests on that were responsive to me that were, you know, ready and available whenever I needed them or whenever my producer needed them. So it's kind of like a different world that they live in because they're working 24 seven And 
I, I mean, that's the whole reason why I got a BlackBerry when the smartphones exist, started existing is because I wanted to be there in case I got an email from a producer. And, you know, I think that led to some extra stress and, you know, sleep issues, <laughs> but you know, cause I was constantly checking, but anyways, I don't do that anymore. But you are um, available for the emails. That's why it happened. Yeah. Yes. yes <laughs> yeah. And you know, my third tip is actually about the formatting of those pitches. So if you are like for the nuts and bolts, I will tell you exactly how to format these emails. But the second step is be a stalker. And so that goes along with the consistency thing. So follow whoever, whoever you DVR on the TV, whatever that producer or editor's name is, follow them on Facebook, add them as a friend, follow them on Instagram like their stuff. Don't send them pitches on there though. I, that does not work. Connect with them on LinkedIn. You can send a message like, hi, I've, I've emailed you, you know, happy to connect. That's it. You know, don't, so, so be a stalker, like find them wherever they are and start yeah. kind of like getting to know them. Make sure they keep seeing your name, right? Exactly. Exactly. Everywhere you have the opportunity for them to see your name, make sure they see it and they'll recognize it more, the more they see it. Yes. The more you like their stuff, you know, nine times out of 10, they'll follow you back. Mm -hmm. So then you'll show up in their feeds. So it's just be a stalker. I used to call that um, being pleasantly desperate. Oh, oh, I like that. Yes. That sounds so much better. I was like, I'm just going to keep popping up and keep showing up like a little snooze alarm and I'm going to be very pleasant about it. And I know it's, it probably reeks of desperation in in some way, but like you said, just make myself available when you're ready. You say, yes, I am ready for you. And so I always said, I'm being pleasantly desperate. Yes. I love that. And I mean, like to go along with that too, I remember there was this other, um, like health coach here in Chicago, she's 20 or 30 years older than me. And I had looked up to her when I first moved here over 10 years ago, I get, she told me she brought the GM of a TV station, his favorite pizza. Cause she found out it was his favorite pizza. And he was like, she was like, so let me talk to you about what I want to start doing fitness and health wise with your show. And then she got a regular spot. So, yep. you know, I used to send holiday gifts. Now people aren't yep. in the office, so I don't know what I'm going to do this year, but I used to send holiday gifts to, to producers and editors. I'd never even met. They never responded to me. But the second they got a gift, they would, thank you so much. Also been getting your emails. You have great ideas, you know, and then a month or two later, Hey, can you do this for us? You know, so that's another strategy. um, I love it. I I would do it with um, handwritten notes too. That was always my way to stand out. Everybody sends an email. So every now and then I send, you know, a handwritten note through the email and it's a way to just stand out differently. Yeah, that's a great idea. Handwritten note is less expensive. Although I was sending like $10 candles. So it wasn't (laughs) But I did that too. To my big ones, I would always holiday gifts, holiday baskets. Like it's again, it's everything you're saying is so beautiful. And it, it, I'm just nerding out because as a sales coach, I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. this is so good. The strategy that you're talking about is like, you know, you were a go-getter, you were a hustler, you were going to make it happen. You weren't going to sit around and, and wait for it to happen or hope that somebody knew a producer that you knew. It's like, right. maybe that would happen, but also you're going to take action and be intentional about it as well. And you're yes. right. The gifts are like a huge, like attention getter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. So number three is be a formatting queen. So this is in regards to the emails, the pitches. Mm-hmm. So four, and people might want to write this down, but I'm, yeah. I'm open to questions too. So the format of, so I told you I would send 10 pitches. So I'm going to tell you like, here's how you format one and you just repeat it. You could send three to start, you know, you don't have to come up with 10. Now it's pretty easy for me, but I think I might've started with five, but start with three if you want, but they're all the same. It's a catchy headline that somehow has to do with what's going on in the world. 
whether health coaching, whether it is sick of your COVID snacks or sick of your pandemic dinners, or you could tie the pandemic in, or maybe it's fall turning into winter, how to bring your workout inside, how to, um, five ways to, you know, fall into fitness before the holidays, you know, five ways to make over your health before the holidays, something relevant to whatever's going on. Exactly. Yes. Relevant to whatever is going on. And, you know, you want to pitch this like a month or so out. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm not doing today is what the heck date is today. Okay. End of October. I'm not doing any more fall. I'm doing holiday and winter. And then in mid November, I will start doing new year's. That's six weeks out, but makes sense because they're planning way ahead of where we're at. Yes. So four to six weeks. But again, like sometimes when I, when I do the file, like I I email a week later, they want a pitch from a couple of weeks ago, last minute that can always happen. So that's why I say, you know, tip number one here is be consistent because you got to keep showing up in their inbox. So the format catchy title. So let's take the, like, what, what topic did you like? Out of the ones you said? Yeah. Or ones that you I like. like taking your workout inside because okay. in places like Chicago, like that's the reality. Yeah. You know, I grew up in Ohio. So when it gets cold, you're not working out outside. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so for that, it would be, you know, five ways to take your workout indoors this winter. If you want, you could maybe even make that catchier, um, like beat the winter blues with indoor workouts or something. Mm-hmm. So that's your title. I would bold that. Then I write one to two sentences after that. I always say who I am. So I always talk about myself in the third person. So health and fitness coach, Stephanie Mansour demonstrates five exercises you can do inside to beat the winter blues. Mm -hmm. That's pitch one. Then I come up with another idea and that's pitch two and then another idea. And that's pitch three. It's only the title and one to two sentences in, in the same email. Yep. This is pitch one, pitch two, pitch three in that yep. same. Okay, got yep. it. In that same email. So each email has, you know, again, I would recommend starting with three because this might be hard for some people to come up with. Um, mm-hmm. It was for me in the beginning, but now, and you know, for the past few years, I've sent, I send 10 of those in one email. Wow. Yeah. But you get really good at it and it's probably yeah. a lot easier. I have a question actually about in the interest of working smarter, not harder, is this also something that this can be your content that you're posting on social media? Totally. Yes. Yes. So because then you're just repurposing it in every area, but using it as your pitch as well. Exactly. Exactly. So this could be, if you're coming up with a social media content calendar, you could pull from that. Or if you're um, writing an article from some for somewhere else or doing something for a client, you could repurpose the title and, you know, use that as, as one of your pitch ideas. It's like not rocket science. You know, I used to flip through magazines and be like, Oh, that's a good title. Okay. How can I change it? You know, not to plagiarize, like, how can I change it so that it's my own? Like I would go to magazines for inspiration. I would look on different, not my industry. I would look on, I think I was looking on like home furnishing websites. Like what are they, what's grabbing people's attention? You know, what are their headlines? I use it with emails too. If I get an email, if I click and open an email that I get for a newsletter that I'm on, again, I, it's not about plagiarizing and using the same title, but right. if that subject line got me to open it up, 
yeah. I'll get in a folder. And when yeah. I'm really struggling for a subject line or something that I'm trying to come up with, it's like, well, go to, go to the ones that I liked that right. made me want to open up and look at the content. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great thing to do. I, I agree with that. It's like, if it catches your attention, it'll catch their attention, you know? Yep. So the, the format, I, I just feel like is really important because no one is really looking at press releases these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't need to hire a publicist to send out a press release with one topic. You want to come up with like fresh ideas, multiple to give them multiple reasons to say yes. Because again, like you're not emailing them every day with a new idea. You're emailing them once a week, or if you want to start off once every two weeks or something, whatever you feel comfortable with. Whatever's manageable um, to start off with. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's manageable. So, and then, then the next step that happens is, is if they show an interest and the interest is like, Oh, tell me about this. Or can you do it on this day? Uh, what do you need for the demo table? That that's a word buzzword demo table. So they, you know, in the beginning I was pitching cause I wanted the mindset. I wanted lifestyle. I didn't want fitness. I was pitching how to have more confidence over the holidays, you know, or like four ways to feel better about yourself in a bikini, you know, and they'd be like, what are you going to demonstrate for this? Right. Like, what are you going to show us? Like, What's the substance of yeah. this? Pitch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want TV people, especially don't want sitting here talking on a couch. Maybe they'll have a doctor come in and talk on a couch, or maybe they'll have like a lawyer. But if it's like something lifestyle-y, like, like health coaching, they want you to nine times out of 10, stand up at a table and say, yes. And it's very important that you drink half your body weight in ounces every single day. I love putting my water in a water bottle. I keep it out on the table, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and another great thing is, you know, sleep apps. They're all the rage right now. You just put like, I mean, you just put, I call it, am I allowed to curse in here? Yes, please. Okay. I, I call it like the shit on the table. It's like, that's what they want. They want shit on a table. So good, right? Like in terms of aesthetically. Yeah. And it's, it's more interesting for the viewer and it gives you again, something to show and tell. So like when I used to talk about say positive affirmations, I had a handheld mirror and I would like have the anchor, hold the mirror, or I would hold the mirror with a sticky note on it and like say the positive affirmation. So that made the talking point come to life. Yeah. So show and tell. How did you know what, once you got chosen that first time by the today show and you flew out and were there on a Monday, did you know some of these things then, or have you learned this from experience? I knew that then. So like the today show, they needed to see me on camera before, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I've been like, I did the morning announcements since high school. I did the, you know, I did an aerobics TV show at Michigan and a motivational talk show there. So like, I didn't use that stuff, but, um, you know, I've always wanted to do this TV stuff. So I was doing local TV for, oh, let's see, maybe probably six years. I was doing local stuff before that national hit. The first national one happened. And that's why when you say things like the 79th market in Florida, like that's, that means 79th market means like one of the lower level local TV shows. Okay. Chicago is the third market. You know, okay. like New York and LA, that's the first and second, you know, so Got that's it. like the most saturated. And then above first, second, and third is national. Got it. Okay. So I don't think that it needs to take that long. I mean, six years, but I was doing this all on myself, all by myself. I had no in. I didn't think to do this pitching thing until I had been doing years of local TV 
Mm-hmm. And I was just so frustrated that I was like, I'm going to send pitches every single week to these today show people. Mm-hmm. What do I have to lose? You know? Right. right. <laughs> um, so I definitely think you can like expedite this. I was also like, I was editing my own reels and I, I was just doing everything on my own. So yeah. can I ask when you're doing the local, are these paid spots typically? Yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. So nothing is paid unless they hire you to do like a sponsored segment, which is very rare. There was one sponsored segment for the Today Show actually that they asked me to do after I'd been on a few times. But otherwise, the writing pays, like the digital outlets that pay you to write an article, mm-hmm. that pays, but the the on-air stuff doesn't. So that basically pays with exposure because obviously that heightens the, the visibility that you're going to get nationwide with people yes. seeing you everywhere. Exactly. Yes. And, and I will say one myth is that like you go on TV to get clients. Like that was never my goal. Um, mm-hmm. I know like dog walkers go on TV and get clients for their dog walking business. I was never getting executive women watching local news, signing up to be a client of mine. I was getting people in my sales funnel, though, signing up for the free 21 day challenge that I would mention at the end of every segment or like the free, you know, holistic weight loss guide. I've gotten like a very few clients from TV, but that was never my goal with it anyways. Hey. I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, Watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. I really appreciate you saying, well, everything that you said, but even that part, because I think that's everybody's dream, vision, expectation of, oh, I'm going to get on this TV show and then all of a sudden the whole world is going to want to work with me. And that's not how it works. But you said something so perfect where you were like, it got people into my funnel, into my world. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want. We want that. We don't want people saying, oh, hey, I want to work with her because I saw her on TV. Because more than likely, that's not necessarily the kind of person you want to work with anyways. Right, right, You want the person who's had time to like be nurtured by you, walk up to you, and then go, now I really know that I want her. But that first time they see you, they see your energy, they see your vibe, and they want to jump into your world. Mm -hmm. And that's really what you want. Yeah, I agree. It's again, it's, it's hitting the masses, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, that's where we get to reach the, the larger audiences, right. which I love. And gain credibility. I mean, that's yeah, really what right. it's like. You get to say, I'm on, you know, all these TV shows and all these, and then when somebody wants to work with you, you're uh-huh. a more exclusive, you know, opportunity right. for them to work and, with. And that is how my clients feel. They feel like it is a much more exclusive experience because of yep. all of that media stuff. Because, you know, everyone says like, oh, TV is going away and it's all going online. Like, no, if you're on the Today Show or if if you're in like Iowa and you're like a very small town in Iowa and if you're on your local news station, I mean, that's a big deal, you know, so. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's TV is TV. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, so true. Like, too. I think a lot of people assume it's like on its way out, but right. Even if it is, I mean, it's still like, it's still a big deal. You know, people right. still think it's, it's huge. Well, and it's going to um, evolve into something. It's not like it's going to go away. Right. It's still going to be here. It's just, it may not be always and forever in the same format that it is now, but yeah. you know, people are still going to, it's still going to be there. Right. Yeah. It still holds a lot of clout. So, so my fifth tip is to be speedy. So I kind of touched on this earlier, like respond quickly. Don't say you'll wake up and and do it in the morning or you'll sleep on it or whatever. Respond quickly. And you know, the, I don't know, there's probably some saying about that. I can't think of it right now, but strike while the iron's hot. Yes. Strike while the iron's hot. Yes. because, (laughs) Because I'm telling you when I worked at Dr. Phil, and again, this was only for like, you know, a year, nine months, if someone didn't respond to me, I, I had 10 other people I was I was asking if they wanted to be on as, as the guest. So these people here, you know, same thing. They've got for every one of you, there's 10 more that they're sending a message to. So it really is like it needs to be a sense of urgency because they're in the news business. You know, it's like things change all the time. So be speedy. I'm, I always show up early. I always make sure they have everything they need from me. I respond right away. I drop whatever the heck I'm doing to if they call, which normally they don't. But, you know, just just showing that you're fast, you're easy to work with. What do you have to say for the people who the overthinkers of the world? And I totally get strike while the iron's hot and I've perfectly done it many times in my life, but I also see where the little miss perfect in me comes in. Yeah. And I'm like Ooh, and I'll sit on something because Uh I'm not sure the right way to say it or the perfect way to say it. What do you have to say to the people that are trying to wait to find the perfect thing to say? I mean, not to sound really mean, but you're going to lose it. You're going to lose the opportunity if you sit, if you try to make it perfect and sit on it because these people, like they want it fast, even if it's not perfect, they want it fast. Like that's 50% of it is, is, that's actually 90% of it is being available when they ask you. I remember there was one segment and I spent like my flight was not going to, this was like after Christmas coming back from Florida, my flight was canceled because of a snowstorm. And it was my first time getting on WGN here in Chicago. And I was like, Oh my God. And that's like, you know, the number one TV station in Chicago. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And so I called all the other airlines. And the only thing I could do was a $1,500 business class ticket. And like my return flight was a hundred bucks. You know, my dad was like, you're crazy. You're crazy. What are you doing? This is crazy. And I was like, if I don't get there for the segment tomorrow, they're going to blacklist me. I have to be there. So, and I, I did it and I'm happy I did. And then, you know, ever since then, I like, <laughs> I cannot fly coach. <laughs> You upgraded and that was, I I felt so proud of myself for just like doing what I had to do and commitment to the TV station and the producers. And like, I know for sure if I hadn't been there, they never would have had me back. Right. So just outweighing those risks, I guess, you know, to each their own, but be, be fast. Well, and I like what Gina says, and I learned this from her. I'm still work in progress with it, but you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. And you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. I like that. I like that. Yes. Respond. They're wait, Like you said, they're waiting to hear back from you. They need somebody right away. And from right. your time at Dr. Phil, you were like, I'm, I'm done. I moved on. There's right. 500 other people waiting to fill this spot. If you don't get back to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can always end an email with like, 
let me know what you think. Or if you want more info, let me know, you know, even if it's like a skeleton answering their questions or whatever they need, you can always say that, you know, because it just shows that you're available, but you're fast. Right. Yep. You're responsive. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very cool. Those are all my tips, Nicole. I, is that five? Is that five? Respond. Five. Okay. okay. Be consistent. Be a stalker. Be a formatting queen. Show and tell, and be speedy. Love it. Now, I had those are so good, and I love that they're really tactical strategies. Like you said, this isn't yeah. just fluff where I'm going to just be like, you know, be yourself, which is right. awesome. But these are things that people can actually do. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, what TV shows do I need to watch to like pause? Where yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I, again, that's, I'm probably going to talk about that one forever. Cause I love it. It's, you're speaking my language. I'm like, that's yeah. how these things happen. That's how it works. Cause I think energetically you're putting a different energy into the universe when yeah. that's how you're going about doing something. You're saying, yeah. I want this so bad that I'm willing to make it happen. However, that, however that can be. Yeah. 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 And I think too, like having multiple people at the same station, like there's one station that's gotten annoyed with me that they're like, you pitch to the 8 a.m. hour, you pitch to the 9 a.m. hour, and you pitch to the noon. We don't like getting the same pitches and then booking you. And what if we book you for the same segment? I'm like, I send you 40 pitches a month. The chances of you guys picking the same ones is very slim. But if you do, I've told you that I, I will let you know, you know, so you guys don't have to keep track. But anyways, that's whatever, a, a local right. station, so I don't care anymore. But right. and that's the only time I got in trouble for emailing, like, multiple people at the same location. Otherwise, they like, called you out on it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, and I mean, like they they knew I was doing it, but then finally they were like, "You need to stop emailing all of us. Like, mm-hmm. send us different ideas, or only send it to one." So my point in saying that is that you know, in all of the years I've been doing this, I've never gotten in trouble for over pitching one location. Right. So don't just say like, "Well, I've been pitching this one person for six months and I've heard nothing." Why aren't you pitching three people at that place? Right. You know, exactly. so you never know who's booking what and who's doing what. And just, I mean, what do you, like you said earlier, what do you have to lose? Like, I, I have a, a funny, real quick story. I'll tell about that. I, when I was brand new to sales, I remember somebody told me once they were like, always leave a voicemail. And I was like, and I've heard both, you know, I've heard always leave a voicemail. Don't, but these were like early on in my sales career and it was cold yeah. call, cold call, cold call. Right. And I connected with this guy once and he said, oh yeah, I'm interested. You know, give me a call next week, whatever. So I called him the next week. He didn't answer. I called him the following week. He didn't. And I left a voicemail every time. Right. Cause this is what I'd been told by somebody that was training me. They were like, always leave a voicemail. So the guy's name was Craig called him the next week, called him seven times in a row, seven weeks in a row. I called this guy and left a voicemail because on my, I don't know if it was a Wednesday or whatever it was, but I had my system. I had my thing where I would follow up with everybody on the same, you know, designated time. And on the seventh time I call, I leave another voicemail. I hang up. I'm on my way to an appointment. I immediately get a call back from his number. And I'm like, I'm thinking I'm in trouble. Like this guy is calling to just rip me a new one, right? Like I'm blowing up his phone. He's so annoyed now. Like clearly I should just read the the sign on the the wall. Like he doesn't want this. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I pick it up and I'm like, hello. And he's like, Nicole. I'm like, hi. He's like, it's Craig. And I was like, oh, bracing myself for getting chewed out. Right. And he's like, I need to tell you. I owe you such a big apology. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, what? And he's like, yes. He's like, you have called me so many times and left voicemails. I'm like, I know. 
And he's like, I am so sorry that I have not gotten back to you. I have been swamped. And I just want to say thank you for not giving up on me. Wow. I was like, oh, you're welcome. I'm like going from getting, like being so afraid I'm about to get chewed out to like being like, all right, cool. My new strategy, right? Yes. Which I can't say is always the case with everybody. But I think like to your point, it's like, don't worry about getting trouble or over communicating or it's just, just do it. Yeah. If somebody gets annoyed, that's on them. And if they never want to read one of your emails again, oh, well, like, right. what did you have to lose? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I love that story. I know. Isn't it funny? I was so, and I was just, it was really early on in my sales career. So I was very insecure about a lot of things because I still wasn't like, you know, I didn't know how to like have the conversation around money. And I wasn't even selling, I wasn't even a coach then I was just selling like services for a company that I worked for. But I think we all have to go through that to a degree to really understand. Like, and then I just started owning it. I'm like, I'm helping people. I'm helping them with a problem they need to solve. Yep. If they're not ready to solve it or they have some kind of like beef with me because I called them too many times, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm right. here to help people, you know? Right. So another question, I'm like the video queen. Okay. And you might not know that about me yet, but that's how I communicate all the time. That's how I do my cold reach outs. But it's also, this is a different world that we live in now with the coaching yeah. world. Like you, you know, everything's done through social media. So right. it's right. DMs and everything to send videos. My question would be, I'm sure back in the day when you first started pitching, sending a video through an email wasn't a thing, but it's, it's a thing now. Is that yeah. something that would be a complete no-no with reaching out to producers? I think if it's a real, like a real or like a high, I want to introduce myself. Like a high, I want to introduce myself. I, I don't know if it would go through to okay. be quite honest because they're like so protected. But I mean, if you know how to do that, I would do that. Okay. Okay. If, but I don't know if the email would bounce back. I actually don't know how to do a video of myself, put an email, but I think that's a great idea. So yeah, there's, there's a way and it's called, I forget what it is called. There's a program that literally puts the email or the video in the email for you. And because somebody sent me one once a VA that, that I had been working with, like when she first introduced herself to me, that's how she did it. And I was like, like, it really impressed me. So I was like, I got to figure that out. And so yeah. there is a way to do it. I forget what the email program is called. I'm sure there's multiple ones out there. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. I would say if you do that, make sure that you look like perfectly camera ready, well lit, not even like how I am right now, but like look like how you would look on television. Camera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that would be the only thing, especially if you're a perfectionist, I would see I, like I would, be, oh my God, do I, does this look okay? Is that, I don't know. You know? Right. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, I think the video, I think that would be a good idea. Okay. Yeah. It just popped in my head as you were talking. I'm like, maybe a pitch would be really cool if it was done in a short video. So yeah. Thanks for, for answering that. Yeah. Why don't you let us know where we can find you, where we can follow you, where is Step It Up With Stuff? You guys, she has her own national TV show called yeah. Step It Up With Stuff. So fill us in. How do we get more of you? Okay. So the show is called Step It Up With Stuff, and it's on PBS stations across the country. So you got to go to your local listing and find out um, when it's airing. It also airs on Create TV, which is like a lifestyle channel. And then I'm on Instagram at Step It Up With Steph. And also Facebook, Stephanie Mansour, Twitter, Step It Up With Steph, LinkedIn, Stephanie Mansour. <laughs> My website is stepitupwithsteph.com or stephaniemansour.com, whatever you prefer. We'll go to the same place. <laughs> so well branded. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, pink is a signature color. So um, that's it. why I'm wearing pink for everyone here. But yeah, I would love to connect with people. And if people have questions after, you know, I'm happy to answer on the different channels. 
Yeah. Um, but I feel like Instagram is like where it's at right now, at least for me, because now I'm actually working with an agency now who's working to do brand partnerships. And they're like, you need to be more active on, on Instagram because that's yeah. a hot ticket now. So that's like my clients does. hang out on Facebook, I would say, and also LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. They're like 40s, 50-year-old women. Some of them are on Instagram, but they don't, not many of them. So your ideal client is 40s or 50s woman that's hanging out. So are you on Facebook specifically for that reason? Because that's where you connect Uh, with them? Yeah. So I I post on both. Got it. So how did this, I have a question. How did this change your business model as a coach now that you've got media exposure? And it's obviously not a stream of income for you. It's a stream of visibility and exposure and everything. Did it shift things for you with your business model? It did um, because, you know, like I think I mentioned earlier, the digital things, the writing, if if you're like writing text for stuff, usually that's paid, like a paid contributor. So now, um, you know, I'm a contributor for todayshow.com, for nbcnews.com, for like today's show's new offshoot, which is tomorrow by today. I'm a paid contributor for CNN. So, and then like other outlets have hired me to write stuff. So it's just, I enjoy that part of it because again, I'm reaching the masses, but it really like streamlined things because Tuesday is, is my coaching day. That's my client day. So I have those. And then my other days are like writing or social media or pitching or, um, you know, preparing for different settings. Yeah. Creating. Yeah. So I would say it really like streamlined things. Yeah. And, and allowed me to like be able to dip my toes in everything I wanted to without feeling like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love that. Cause like you said, Tuesdays now are your coaching days and that's mm-hmm. it. And so the rest of the week can be about creating and yeah. marketing and putting yourself out there, but also doing whatever you're doing with media. So it opened yeah. up the schedule to yes. be possible for that. Exactly. That's awesome. So are you typically one-on-one? Is, is that like pretty much what you're doing right now is one-on-one? Yep. One-on-one coaching with like the executive level women. Um, Some of them are like at home right now. Others are going into the office. It just depends. So the scheduling, I haven't been as strict about the Tuesdays because people's schedules have been erratic, but honestly, the, the media has, I mean, not in person media, but it picked up tremendously at the start of all this. Like I was the go-to person for those outlets that I mentioned. They came to me. With with ideas that they wanted me to do, you know. Oh so my, how the tables have turned. Role reversal, I know. So it's like I, I couldn't even keep up with them. Yeah. And, I mean, I did, but it was hard because I, I was like, like, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Oh, actually, I'm doing this. I'm doing this posture workout for CNN. So okay, let me do like at home seated positions for today's show. You know, so right. I had to do different stuff for different outlets. Right. Wow. That's so cool. I love your story. I love your journey. I am so grateful for you even giving us your time and sharing all of these tips. Like these were amazing. They are tactical strategies that people can implement right away. And I, I'm going to say it again. My favorite thing is you, you figured this out and you made it happen for yourself. Yeah. Yes. You didn't sit around and wait and hope that like somebody would just choose you out of the sky. It's like, I'm going to find the producer's names. I'm going to stalk them. I'm going to look them up on all the social media platforms, connect with them, put myself out there and just go get it. I definitely feel like there's no such thing anymore as being discovered. Even if you're a singer, you're, you're not going to be discovered on YouTube. There's like so many people that are singing on YouTube. You know, I wasn't Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber, like discovered on YouTube or something. 
Now it's like, you're not going to be discovered. You have to bum rush to get your, your name and face out there. And Uh even so, I think the, the word discover for either, either one of the ones that you just mentioned, like Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber, I think it's like a tip of the iceberg kind of thing with them. Like even saying they were discovered because, and I don't know everything about each of their journeys, but I just know enough to know they only got discovered because they were consistently, this is their step number one, consistently putting themselves out there. Like Justin Bieber had a YouTube channel with a ton of people following him before he was quote unquote discovered. And I think the hustle, the intent, the true nature of your approach to what you're doing is not about hoping that you can just sit back and get discovered, but making it happen yourself. And if somebody sees you along the way in yeah. that journey, that's the, I got discovered. You know right. what I mean? It's right. like, oh, how conveniently you got discovered. Well, cause I was doing a shit ton right. of stuff. Right. To get I know. And right? you know, people, yeah, exactly. And some people, Nicole are like, well, how do you have, how do you have energy to, to do this? And don't you get burnt out from it? And you know, yeah, I get stressed out and I get burnt out, but like not from this, because I, I'm saying this spiritual thing because, you know, we both come from Gina backgrounds and, um, you know, maybe some of your, your ladies are, this resonates with them, but I just felt like being on a bigger scale was like my God given mission. And yep. for me to sit back and just wait for that to come. And for me not to reach out and come up with these pitches and, and keep going, that I, I felt like I was like strangling myself. I yep. felt like I was doing something bad yep. for myself. I felt like I was going against myself and going against like my spirit if, right. if I didn't take action. So not showing up for your truth. Yes. Yes. So that if anyone's feeling like paralyzed by perfectionism or feeling like, oh, I don't have enough followers to like for a producer to want me on TV, they don't care, you know. So as long Thank as you kind saying of, that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I see so many different journalists and reporters. They, they've got like so few followers mm-hmm. and that's like, that's okay. You know, they're not like, they're not an Instagram influencer. Right. So, you know, if you want to get your own show on HGTV or, you know, if you want to get discovered by an agency, like that type of thing, you would need more followers. But if we're talking local news, national news, you want to do segments here and there. Yeah. It does not matter for that. Cause they're so, looking for credible experts. They're yeah. looking for people that know their stuff, not that have vanity metrics that are, you know, right. The, like I have 15,000 followers. Cool. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> what do you know? What can you do for us? Certification and what are you going to show and tell us? You know, exactly. Exactly. We do have a question here. Let me see what it is. This is from Romy and a fellow Chicagoan. Is that how you say it? Chicagoan? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> A fellow Chai Town resident. Um, she said, How did you find and sign with an agency? And at what point do you recommend someone reach out to one? Well, um, I'm gonna be honest, I haven't gotten anything from this agency yet, like in terms of brand deals. Um, that didn't oh well, I guess funny story again, that um didn't happen until earlier this year. And I was reaching out to different agencies and um all of them told me no. And then I reached out to this guy again to let him know, like, hey, my PBS show is national. Um, and he was like, Oh, I actually just split off and I'm starting an agency on my own. Um, had a couple calls with them. They liked me. I liked them. And so then we started working together right before COVID. And so they've been like coaching me a little bit with social media stuff. Um, nothing like earth shattering, but they're, you know, working on things, but have I gotten anything with them yet? No. 
which I'm told is normal. Especially Thank you for now. saying that for that yeah. transparency. Cause I think again, the expectation is, Oh, I have an agent right. or I have, you know, and it's like, again, no, nothing, nobody's going to work harder for you than you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's just that, you know, and, and I also appreciate you saying that until, but like right before COVID mm-hmm. you had done a lot of media work, mm-hmm. but yet you were reaching out to agencies that weren't responding. Right. So it's not like it's just a shoe in where like, oh, I've been on TV. Everybody's going to want me. It's like, there's right. still a hustle on your end of like, you've got to want this more than anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants it more than you. Trust right. me. Yeah. So I think that's really good. I do have a funny story about, um, I actually was discovered by a producer on a, on a plane, on a T on a TV show on a, um, my very first, no second trip to LA. I was just coming out here to visit some people. And this guy was like, what are you going out to LA for? And I was like, to visit some friends. And he's like, no, I mean, really, what are you going out to? And he was sitting next to me on the plane. I think I might've been bumped up to first class. I don't know. Uh I could clearly tell he was somebody. And I was like, I'm just going out to LA. And he's like, you don't want to be a movie star. And I was like, do you think I should be a movie star? And he's like, I could make you one. And I was like, this sounds really shady. <laughs> yeah. And he was from Cleveland. That's where we were flying into. Um, we had a layover together and uh, chatted a little bit more. He gave me his card. And then when I flew back to Ohio, after my visit to LA, I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, we met on the plane. He's like, yeah, I know. I remember you. And he's like, are you interested in commercial work? And I was like, sure. So it's funny because I mean, it didn't take me anywhere, but like, right, right. I did some commercial work while I was there, but I always told people, I was like, I actually got discovered on my plane. Yes! Yes! Right. <laughs> right. But it doesn't happen. I mean, it's not like it. I'm just a chatty Kathy. So I'm sure I just was like talking his ear off and he probably was like, okay, already. But yeah, I, I, I appreciate you telling the story the way that it, that it yeah. happened for you, because yeah. I think that's reality and people need to hear it like that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. I just, I know so many of my clients were really looking forward to this. One of them is also a, uh, did I say it right? The first time fellow Chicagoan, and uh-huh. she's been pitching lately to some local networks. So oh, she'll I'm sure love this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay, exactly. Good. good. Yep. So, so thank you so much for this. This was powerful, amazing. And I'm just so grateful for you and your time and everything you shared with us tonight. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for everyone for having me too. Steph, again, thank you so much. Please, everybody go watch Step It Up with Steph. Check it out. Connect with her on all the different social media channels and uh, just see what she's up to, see what she's doing. And, you know, like we always say, I've heard Marie Claire say this so many times. If you know somebody that you want to be, that that has attributes that you want to be, go follow them, watch what they're doing and ask yourself, how can I show up more like them? So. For all of you who are looking to be on TV, go follow Steph, look at what she's doing and uh, show up like that in this world. All right, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, One last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.